MHI Industry Leadership Podcast brings together the solutions, providers, and thought leaders of the materials handling industry to talk about trends, technologies, solutions, and best practices to move the industry forward. Christian Dow is the Executive Vice President of Membership and Industry Leadership at MHI. In each episode, Christian will be talking to the leaders and members of MHI's industry groups. Let's join him now. All right. Today, we're going to cover how does an ASRS solution differ and complement AMRs and AGVs or mobile automation? Mobile automation gains acceptance on the market. Some companies are trying to implement AGVs and AMRs into their facilities instead of ASRS systems. But is that always the right thing to do? In this podcast, we will discuss some of the scenarios where an ASRS system will be superior to mobile automation and where they can both be used to create maximum efficiency. So today I have uh, Aaron Lamb, who's the National Sales Manager for AutoStore, and Rupesh Narkar, who's Director of Sales Integrated Systems at Swiss Log Logistics. Welcome, gentlemen. Thanks, Christian. So Aaron, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Tell us a little bit about your experience, where you came from, and, and things like that. So uh, once again, thanks, Christian. Uh, as you mentioned, national sales manager here at AutoStore. My two previous uh, hats that I wore was uh, last with Gray Orange, uh, one of the leading AMR providers here globally, and the other one was Vonderlanda, you know, a huge system uh, uh, design team that that works with more traditional or the most traditional kind of ASRS systems. So I've seen both. Uh, kind of the AMR world as well as the ASRS world and now work with the auto store team, which is maybe a third variant of cube based uh, ASRS system. So I think I've seen a, a little bit of the breadth within the market. Yeah. Excellent. I agree. I seem to have like kind of the perfect background for this topic. So uh, Rupesh, tell us a little bit more about yourself as well. Yeah, absolutely. And thanks a lot for, uh, for uh, introduction and setting this up. So uh, Rupesh Narkar background uh, in material hand- handling industry for about 12 years, been with Spaslog Logistics uh, uh, in design, development, uh, engineering, consulting uh, space. Uh, I have uh, done some projects on the floor, on the on the ground with project management experience, some integration management, and uh, I don't have the same band and width of the experience that Aaron has, but I've been doing a little bit of contribution to the industry, uh, providing these complex, highly integrated automation solutions, which have a lot of uh, subsystems involved in in the same solution. So I feel that uh, I could do a little justice to the topic as well. Excellent. Yeah. And and Rupesh, I know from working with you a lot with the solutions community and and through other MHI endeavors, you've spoken for, for the groups in the past and, and things like that. So I know that you are definitely uh, um, the right one to represent on this call as well, or this, uh, this podcast. Um, before we dive in, you know, this, this podcast is on behalf of the Automated Storage and Retrieval Systems Group. Uh, the ASRS group has been around since 1968 and has 28 member companies that represent the the manufacturers and technologies that go into ASRS systems. And so uh, it's one of the 18 industry groups that MHI uh, operates or manages under the MHI, the material handling industry uh, umbrella. So, um, but thank you both for, for joining us today. 
So let's dive in. Uh, you know, there's we have a couple questions here, and I'm going to start off with with Aaron on the first one. Once a customer chooses that they want to automate their picking process, how do they choose amongst the variety of goods goods person options? I think that's one of the harder decisions that the either integrator and or customer has to make the choice about. I, I think that there's a couple low hanging fruit things that they have to decide amongst. So one of the biggest ones between ASRS systems, uh, I would say, is does your product fit in a bin? That's, you know, kind of simple first level um, decision. You know, if, if you want to automate your picking of uh, golf clubs, then it feels like you, you need to not be looking at more traditional ASRS systems or Q-base uh, ASRS systems. You need to be looking at something that's a little more flexible on what is the handling unit of whatever SKUs you want to put inside of it. So that's one of the big early questions. And then also, I think, um, you know, what is the facility looking like that you're going to be putting whatever widget you choose inside of? So, for instance, if you have super uh, tall ceilings, maybe AMRs aren't the best play. If you're using in a brownfield and you have very condensed space, maybe the cube is a better solution than either the more traditional ASRS or or. Um, you know, even the AMRs because they require maybe a little more footprint. So I think what does the building look like? What does the, uh, the, the skew profile of what you want to put in the ASRS? I think those are the two biggest questions that need to get answered. And I guess the last one I would point to is the spend. I think one of the nice things about the AMR world is that a lot of them are working with an OPEX model versus a CAPEX model. And so I think that, you know, if you're looking for so kind of a short-term solution to some smaller problems for low-dollar investment, you maybe have some more options than if you're willing to do a highly integrated uh, system that maybe one of the more traditional ASRS was require. Right. Rupesh, do you have anything to add? I think Adam hit on all of these points. I would just like to uh, tie it with a nice bow tie. And I would say that if you have more vertical space available than the horizontal space if you want to better utilize your height versus the width, then maybe a traditional ASRS can help you a lot. And additionally, if you look at the ASRS systems, they are a little more accommodating in terms of the weight and the size of the load unit. So if you have large load units or irregular shapes, that as Aaron referred, that they can't fit in a bin or maybe can't fit in a tray or they are not in a nice cube setting, then maybe an ASRS is going to accommodate that better than an AMR solution, right? And then uh, you also get a lot of, <clears throat> this is a little bit debatable topic, but we always have this uh, small debate, usually with our internal design team members, that you always get a little more flexibility and reliability with with a traditional ASRS when the loads and uh, uh, and the transports uh, are in high intensity, which means you have a lot of transactions in and out of the ASRS, or you have heavy loads that have to be shuffled around uh, in different inventory locations. Then you have a little more ability to do that in the ASRS system. Excellent. Excellent. So the, did you have anything to add to that, Aaron? I think the, the last thing that kind of uh, I got clued into with uh, after hearing Rapesh was um, when we talk about goods to person, there's two very obvious distinctions between case pick and each pick. Yeah. So I think as he pointed out, heavier items, case pick items, maybe 
you know, bulkier items, then you've got different choices. So once again, it really depends on what is the unit I'm picking out of. Um, but I think, you know, case pick versus each pick or, or unit pick systems is another kind of differentiator that maybe one type of ASRS plays in a, in a better, yeah, overall better way. Gotcha. Gotcha. So there's been a lot of proliferation with both ASRS and AMR AGV companies. How are people setting themselves apart in the market and what are the unique strengths of ASRS systems and AMRs? Rupesh, you want to take that one? Yeah, I think uh, just in terms of uh, proliferation of SKUs or proliferation of items, uh, I would say I would try to keep these two solutions right at equal level because there are advantages of having a uh, AMR do it flexibly. It depends on what industry that is applied to. <clears throat> Usually, historically, we have seen that an ASRS is as well capable and able to take take on the proliferation aspect of these SKUs. Uh, but usually, I would say the AMR AGVs are more uh, more I would say accommodative in case of changes of inventory. But again, the underlying here is that is that fitting the uh, cube or is that fitting the the bin size of of the of the AMR system or so? Um, space utilization is again the other challenge that you always have to keep an eye on that not all facilities are blessed with uh, ample amount of space uh, that you can put your automations in. Uh, so depending on where and what level of uh, automation or what level of service you want out of your solution, your, your automation solutions are highly dependent on that. Yeah, I've, I've seen some really challenging old facilities, you know, kind yep. of pre- uh, you know, kind of wartime facilities that are low ceilings and, and exactly. things like that. And it it, um, it seems like those would be challenging to put an, a, an ASRS or an AMR in uh, without redoing the floors and, and yeah. uh, you know, kind of have, getting rid of some of the, the obstacles and challenges of, uh, you know, the those brownfield facilities. So exactly. Exactly. Aaron, what do you what do you think? So I, I took the question a little bit different, uh, and maybe I'm, I misunderstood or heard, but uh, I, I was thinking more about within AMRs or even uh, AGVs also. What are some of the new players in the market doing to try and separate themselves? So less about skew proliferation and more about how does vendor A differ from vendor B? And I think that that's been kind of interesting to see as we have a new you know, a slew of friendly faces at, at the Modexes of the world of, of people coming to bring their, their bot-based systems into the into the room with uh, some of the more traditional systems. What are they doing to set themselves apart? And I know that that it's kind of a tight space. There's a lot of folks now. You know, I think if we did Modex, eight Modexes ago, the number of bot vendors compared to now would be drastically different. Um, but I, I think that if people are either focused on... Um, uh, mastering the robotic platform and creating 10 or 20 or 30 different bot variants, or there's other folks that are focused in heavily on their software platform. And I think that's kind of one of the things that I think that they're trying to use to separate themselves of, Hey, I'm super easy to integrate with versus I've got a portfolio of you know 30 bots that will handle everything from UV protection during our COVID times to uh, basically a mobile you know, mini crane system that are now going around these warehouse floors. So I think that was what I was thinking about uh, as we kind of walk through the question. 
yeah, I've definitely seen a lot of different technologies and really some technologies that kind of branch into kind of both of these categories and, and really kind of blur the, the lines between them where, where they, they either create a, a goods to person solution with ADMR or, or kind of just turn a, a traditional storage facility into a, uh, or, or storage system into a, uh, ASRS with utilizing an AMR technology. And so it's kind of, there's been a lot of different, different things that I've seen as well. So Rupesh. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So as, as Aaron was saying, yes, there, there has been, uh, if you look at proliferation from that point of angle, yes, there has been numerous amount of solutions that have come up in past three years. And each of these solutions will offer something unique over the other. Uh, again, my question to all of our, our uh, listeners here is that go evaluate what problem you're trying to solve, because these solutions actually uh, are designed for a specific problem to solve. Um, one or the other uh, can do a job better as compared to each other, but only if applied to the right problem. The usual industry trend is to see something glittery, shiny in the market and try to apply it over the uh, over the applications in your warehouse, and that may not result into uh, the solution or the or the if, uh, effectiveness you are you are trying to derive out of the automation solution. So the underlying here point is that go evaluate the problem you are trying to solve, and then go in the market and look the specific solutions or the specific variations in the solutions that you are that will help you out the most. Yeah, that kind of brings us right into the next the next question is what applications are best fit for an ASRS versus an AMR? And I think we've touched on that a little bit, but uh, uh, Aaron, do you want to add to kind of what we've talked about already? I, I think as we as we said that you know once you make the choice of which type of goods to person you're 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 interested in or at least uh, uh, are considering for your for your next warehouse TC, um, you you need to figure what as Rupesh just said, what is the problem I'm, I'm trying to solve? If you want to go from a very manual building and you want to increase your pick rate from 10 to 50, and that'll be a huge jump, right? I mean, that's a, it's a 5X multiplier. Then you probably have a slew of products in the market that are going to be able to help you get there at a variety of price points. Um, if you want to go from a very manual building into a highly automated warehouse that has uh, automated inbound and outbound pallet build, um, each picking process with with um, you know sortation on the front end and back end, then you're going to want to look to something that's maybe a little more rigid. Uh, I'll use that word, and not not as mobile. And so it really kind of depends on you know things like budget. That's a very obvious thing. You want to spend uh, a million dollars on a building, then I think you need to focus on one end of the market versus the other. If you're spending a hundred million dollars on a building, um, then you, you've got a lot of options that are in front of you. But I, I think we go back to what were your selecting factors? What does my SKU profile look like? What pick rates am I trying to achieve? What's my overall budget for my project? And then from there, you can choose which of the various goods to person uh, strategies. Uh, are going to play best for, for your next building. Rupesh, any additional thoughts there? I think Aaron covered it all very well. Uh, I would again say that uh, the emphasize here again is to <clears throat> take each of your use case actually and think independently of that each use case. Because if you try to solve too many problems with one solution, uh, it may not result into again the desired uh, result or output. And 
when we talk to our customers, <clears throat> actually, we try to find and evaluate where is their most pain point. Because as wonderful as it may sound that you have an automated system, it can't just effectively solve problems, all the problems in your warehouse. So you have to actually select the most painful area, the most critical area in your operations, and then look at the solutions to try and solve that. So let's talk about and versus or solutions. Can ASRS and AMRs uh, or AGVs play together? Can an ASRS and AMR be used in the same applications? And we kind of touched on this a little while ago, but I, you know, I think that there, Aaron, I think you've got a lot of experience in probably kind of looking at this from both sides. What are your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I think um, as we're passionate, we all know uh, the, the, the non-con or E-reg or whatever you want to call it that doesn't fit into your modeling initially is one of the hardest things to uh, solution for inside of the building. You know, if everything fits nicely inside of a bin or a tray or a carton, that's fine. But how do you meld orders that have a, a pair of golf gloves and then a golf club? And I'll stay on sporting goods for now. How do you manage those kind of orders together? And so I think with the new emergence of AMRs and AGBs in the market, we're now able to automate a variety of things inside of the building. So I'm, I think that the next or the most interesting uh, integrations that I've seen from some of the partners in the, in the market right now is how do we take things that are a little more traditional or, or rigid in the automation that are maybe taking advantage of, of uh, you know, density and cube storage and then play that with what would have been a, a non-conveyable previously. We can, we can use um, uh, some of the AMR technologies to bring these other items, which are traditionally very hard for us to put inside of a, a, a trad more traditional ASR system, and bring those alongside and have those two parts of an order meet at the exact same spot as, de as designed and defined by the, uh, the integration uh, partner at that point. And then from there, be able to fulfill a broader subset of your orders inside of a building. So I, I you know, it's nice that uh, one technology can be supreme, but I think the complexity of what the consumer is requiring in the market, I want to, you know, I want to golf, glove, I want to golf shoes, and I want a couple clubs, the, that model right there has, has been traditionally hard to fulfill via automation. But now with AMRs being prevalent in the market, you can find a way to automate all parts and pieces. Um, you can have pallets brought over to you as you're doing more, let's say, store fulfillment versus this e-com uh, um, sample I'm giving right now. So I think that, that it, the, the interesting ones are the combination of, of multiple because there's just things that their more rigid technology doesn't do as well. And, and, and the same is true with the, the AMR or more mobile robotics uh, platforms. Yes, additional thoughts? Absolutely. No, Aaron put it uh, very nicely. Uh, a couple of things I want to add. We usually classify these and solutions for the level of complexity, right? And I will not define the full scale here, but level one basically is a standalone system with a little bit assistance and mixture of different subsystems, which usually... The subsystems can be used for uh, transportation from one point to other. The other subsystem can be used for storage retrieval, uh, conveyance. And a good example of these things here in the, in the traditional ASRS system is that stacker crane coupled with, uh, with say, conveyor system or a high-speed sortation system. Uh, and as you start growing further on the scale of automation or the level of automation, 
I see a huge application case for these new solutions to cohesively work together. The question is that, is the provider or supplier of these systems able to integrate all these solutions together? This mm-hmm. is exactly where it comes and stops. That if you have the cohesive platform, then I think there would be a nice orchestration of these different solutions, which will just unlock a huge beast of uh, advantages uh, out of automation. And one of such examples here would be just a thought process that um, we all know that industry today is trying to move away from bolted infrastructure, that no one likes to bolt anything to the ground and they want to keep it as minimal uh, evasive to the ground as possible. So this is where I think these two solutions can play a very tandem role where you can use a traditional ASRS system to take advantage of your building height and the space, the tight space. Whereas these mobile solutions going to, uh, to probably two questions back when Aaron mentioned that it is each versus a cases. So you could have the cases handled in the ASRS system. And when it comes to each those could be handled by the AMRs. The question is that you have a platform to, to orchestrate this together. And this is where the focus should be. That If there is a platform by the supplier to orchestrate these things, then of course, uh, there is a huge potential for these solutions to play together. Go ahead, Aaron. Now, I was just going to add, I think Rupesh's point of, of why it doesn't work. I think we've talked about why it can work and probably should, is when you have two different technology stacks inside of a building, the person that has to smash those two things together in a cohesive way and be able to orchestrate the part that comes out of the stacker crane to hit the exact same uh, uh, workstation as the thing that came out of the ASRS or the mobile robotics platform or the sorter on the front or back end, that right there is where the secret sauce is. So sorry, as I stepped over your point there, Christian, picking a partner that's able to bring those things together at the same time. Now that right there is what you're looking for in the, in the market. Yeah. Just your, to your point there is you can't have an order sitting, you know, partially filled at the, at a single station for, you know, X amount of time it has to come together so that order can get filled and out the door so that 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 person can move on to the next thing or, or whatever that system is that can that can flow through to the next process. So uh, yeah, it's absolutely critical. Um, this last question seems a um, we've talked about a little bit in in how do you in the investment point of view is how do you compare ASRS versus AMRs and AGVs from the investment point of view? Uh, you know, I know Rupesh, I think you brought up that uh, one's a CapEx, one's typically an, an OpEx, you know, expense, but any further insight into that subject? Yeah, absolutely. And this is, again, a little bit subjective. So there's no absolute yes or no, or one is better over the other. It really, again, goes back to the philosophy of the problem you're trying to solve. But yes, in some cases, there might be an overkill to use one versus the other. So for example, if you have small case sizes, each is that you are managing and you don't have any specific boundary conditions in the building, I would say generally the AMR solutions probably might shine in that case versus if you have the the higher unit loads, heavier loads, and you have constraints in the building as we discussed earlier that you probably just want to utilize the whole height of the building or you might... Uh, are going for a greenfield facility where you have the ability to put something together from the ground up. So in these cases, maybe the ASRS system can shine. But it is very, very hard to compare both on the even scale because usually they address different problems and have different 
uh, I would say, salient features uh, that they bring together. I would say the best solution always is going back to our previous discussion point to use these systems in tandem. So wherever you have the opportunity of avoiding any kind of bolted infrastructure, try to use the AMRs. Wherever you have the ability to utilize the space better, try to use the SRS. And in that case, the investment might just pay back better as compared to putting one entirely uh, versus the other. Yeah, I think, yeah, first of all, Rupesh is 100% right. I think also, I think about the journey of the customer. If this is someone who is new to automation, I think investing in a capital project at a scale which would, you know, create an automated building is very daunting regardless of where that customer is and, and their journey. So maybe it's a progression. We talked about ANDs, but maybe it's a, it's a series as opposed to a parallel where, look, I've got a very manual building on, on day zero. I get into a, a more uh, operational model cost and maybe solve some of my low-hanging fruit pro- problems. As I said before, taking your pick rate from 20 to 50 or something like that can be a, a big game changer. And then you can kind of test your waters, especially in that operational model where you're not making big capital investments. And so once you kind of see how does my operation work with this level of automation, then you can go back to your board or to your CEO or whatever, the whoever holds the purse strings and say, this is how we were able to make improvements from X uh, to X plus. And then here's how I think I can get from X to X squared by investing into a building. But that's probably a much more a lot, much larger capital spend. So I think that right there is maybe a progression where you can start AMR, AGV, lower additional initial cost, and maybe even an operational model, run that for X number of months or years. Then you can prove to your uh, leadership that you then can, with an additional spend, make a much larger jump uh, by having a, a much more automated building. But I think you can see that in the progression of the customer and maybe they live in the in the AMR AGV world. And that's kind of where their uh, um, sweet spot is. It helps their production with all they really need. And they didn't need to invest tens of millions of dollars into infrastructure, into a building. But I think, it, you know, it, maybe it's a series problem versus a, a parallel problem. I like that. I like that a lot. That, that's, it seems like a natural progression to kind of one test out what you're testing out, not only the, the technologies and the, but maybe your organization and how, how they can adapt to technology and things like that. And so having these smaller steps, whether it's a smaller ASRS or a small, you know, a small investment in AMRs or AGVs to kind of do a test run and, and to, to kind of get those initial results and then figure out, Okay, here's what we've gotten. We had success. We know that we're here's what we're capable of as a team. We've chosen a partner that's delivered results. You know, now we can move forward into something a little bit bigger and a little bit more and then alleviating some of that initial risk, even. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, as, as Rupesh for sure knows, getting through the IT hurdles of bringing a big integrated system is a huge challenge. So if you have a smaller outfit that isn't sure whether they've got the hands to be able to, how do I integrate my existing ERP or WM or whatever they have into an automated system? I don't know if I can do that. Maybe there's a baby step, as we said, and then we can progress on to, a, to the next level, or maybe they figure that's their sweet spot. So I think there's a couple options there. And I think that's nice that the market allows the price point which might be easier for someone to small swallow initially and then be able to graduate on to. 
Well, and some of the th- these uh, these things can be sold as a service or as a device, which is kind of what, or as a as a as a whole system and solution, which you know it kind of goes into that capex versus opex budget, right? You know, things that are sold and paid for monthly or as usage, uh, you know, and you can scale by you know when you need it to scale and and things like that versus you know just owning it and 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 being ready for that uh, those those peak times, right? For sure. Any final thoughts, Rupesh? Yeah, absolutely. And these are all in addition to Aaron's points because he covered that uh, very well before. Uh, you know, more so that I think of it now, our customers always want to try and test a pilot model before they want to go full scale, right? And this is exactly where his point makes more relevance is that you will have a gamut of solutions available through these options within AMR or these flexible ASRS solutions that you can always try and test in one corner of your warehouse, solve a particular problem. And I think I've seen most of these solutions today in the industry market themselves as very scalable and flexible. So that is the advantage point that our listeners and customers can take on, that you can always start with a bite size that is able to be chewed, easily digested, and as your model grows, as your business grows, or maybe even there might be headwinds down the down the line, or maybe the entire business model might change, but you still need the automation to solve your problems. And in that case, the, the flexibility aspect of these solutions can be reconfigured to solve the new challenges that you might face down the line. So, yes, absolutely. Yeah, good thought. Good thought. And it's, it, it reminds me of a discussion we had with the solutions community where we talked about a warehouse within a warehouse. Yep. And doing a test in in one area that may not affect the whole operation. Operations, yep. Aaron, final thoughts? No, I, I, I think we, we wrapped it up uh, well. I guess the last thing that as Rapesh was, was talking about, the customers being interested in the pilot model, it's, it's daunting. It's daunting to, to go before your, your C-suite or your board and, and make a, a capital request for tens of millions of dollars or hundreds of millions of dollars, depending on the size of the warehouse. And people are uh, you know, at times betting their jobs on this. And so the, the models that we've presented and, and the ability to try um, to solve some of the pain points, I guess that was the last thing that I thought is, is I think we know that some solutions will solve X problems and some solutions will solve Y problems. The challenge will be as the people, you know, make a, a pilot, let's say the pilot in the back corner of the warehouse, as we talked about, is that solving what was the warehouse's problem versus what was not solving the whole warehouse's problem. And so that's kind of one of the interesting things we play in right now is um, yes, you can try a lower initial cap uh, capital investment and, and try a mobile robotics platform, which will solve some of the problems but is that your long-term strategy and is it going to be able to solve all of them? That right there is something we play with daily is, as we're trying to look at what's the right technology um, for each of the, of the customers that we're working with. Perfect. Well, I, I want to thank you both for joining me today. If you want to learn more about the ASRS industry group, you can go to www.mhi.org backslash AS-RS. Um, and uh, today, again, I would like to, to thank Aaron Lamb and Rupesh Narkar for joining us. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, Christian. Thank you for joining the MHI Industry Leadership Podcast. 
Join us next time to learn more about the trends, technologies, solutions, and best practices that are moving the industry forward.